Hey, welcome back. I'm Kayla. And I'm Bethany. And this is Standing BTS. Yes. Yeah, welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about BTS. What a wonderful hour it is, too. But disclaimer, this is a comedy fangirl podcast. So that means that we're going to fangirl, laugh, and learn a little bit along the way. Yep, that's right. This is an explicit podcast, though, so if you aren't cool with that, you can dip out now. We won't blame you. Totally. But if you're down for some, I appreciate Min Yoongi so fucking much. Or, I cannot verbally express how much damn respect I have for Min Yoongi. Then you're in the right place. So in today's episode, obviously, we are talking about our genius, Min Yoongi. Yes, the long-awaited Min Yoongi episode. The much-requested, there's no reason why we have not done this episode yet, and there are so many reasons to talk about him. Um, He's our last member to cover, and I can't believe that it's taken us so long. Yeah, and what finally gave us the initiation, really, to do his episode finally is we got an email from a listener, and her name is Jayla, and she emailed us saying, Dear Bethany and Kayla, I'm so inspired by your podcast, and my birthday is coming up, and I was wondering if you could talk about my bias. My bias is Suga, and I love him so much. If you could please do this for me, I would be so grateful. Sincerely, Jayla. And I was like, okay, we've postponed this episode for so long just because we really wanted our friend to, like, um kind of guest star on this episode but it just didn't work out so we're like you know what it needs to happen like everyone wants this episode (laughs) yeah so especially because we were like here's a great reason to do it to say happy birthday to Jayla and also Bethany your birthday is this week um Mm -hmm. so happy birthday to Bethany also um so (laughs) it's kind of a special time to do this episode um so Before we get into it, we have to thank, first of all, all of you wonderful, amazing, beautiful armies (laughs) for being here and for supporting us. Um, If you're a fan of this show and you want to show your support for us, you can do that by writing a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And if you want to go above and beyond, if you'd like to show us just a little bit more support, you can do that by donating monthly to our Patreon at patreon.com slash standingbts. Or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at our PayPal, which is paypal.me slash standingbtspodcast. Again, your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out weekly episodes. Any type of support is super appreciated, and we're grateful that you are all here with us. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and get into Min Yoongi's episode. Yes. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Okay. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> I just so, love him so much. Me too. I'm just so happy we get to talk to talk about him. Finally. Um, so his full name is Min Yoongi, and he has three stage names. Um, currently, Suga, uh, also August D, and Gloss. And then going off of that, he also has several nicknames. So one nickname that he has is Grandpa, 
which he was given pretty much because he's just this wise, intelligent, knowledgeable man who can also be kind of stubborn. Um, Another nickname given to him was a childhood nickname uh, of Slug, um, which sounds like, according to this Soompi article, sounds like Min Snail in Korean. So that's why it's kind of Slug. And they just said it kind of suited his personality. Another nickname he was given by armies is Motionless Men, just because he likes to be still and conserve his energy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, During an Mnet special, Hobie and Yoongi were like really close to this camera, and Hobie said that Yoongi looked like a turtle. So that was kind of like a nickname given to him because of that, which was Turtle. And then a nickname that we're pretty sure he gave himself is Genius or <laughs> Minshuga Genius. Um, and this is kind of like a really popular um, thing that he said or that he did. Um, I don't know if it was just some interview or what they were doing, but he's kind of just sitting in a chair. And I think he has his like blonde hair at the time, like his really like light bleach kind of blonde hair. Yeah, like the dope hair. Yeah, yeah. And he's sitting there with his like legs crossed and he just shrugs his <laughs> shoulders like Ben Sugar, a genius. Like that's that's all you need to know about me. <laughs> that sums me up. God. Yes, so yeah, we're pretty sure that he nicknamed himself this, but honestly we believe him. Like Oh, for sure. He's a fucking genius. A musical um, genius. Yes. Uh, and then, like, the last nickname that we have for you guys is Lil Meow Meow, which, come mm-hmm. on, Twitter, thank you for this <laughs> nickname. Um, yeah. Because people notice that he kind of, like, looks like a cat. And this has, like, seeped into, like, everything. Like, yeah. fanfics, every, like, BTS fan platform, we see something about him being cat-like. And honestly, his features are striking. And he does look like a cat. But... Yeah, his eyes mm-hmm. really have, like, cat-like features to them. God, mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Ugh. So his birthday is March 9th, 1993. His height is 176 centimeters, or 5'8". And his astrology sign is a Pisces. So according to a quick Google, Google search, um, Pisces are selfless and they are always willing to help others without hoping to get anything back. They can be apparently powerfully emotional, intuitive, caring, and apparently the Pisces man is sensitive and often your most trusted friend. Um, also often exceptionally attractive and his most endearing traits are his humility and love of romance. Uh, I think this description fits him really well, especially the selfless and willing to help others. Mm -hmm, I agree. Yeah. And most trusted friend. Like I feel that you could trust him with your life really. If he like became really close friends with you and he like loves you like family, definitely. Mm -hmm, For sure. And also exceptionally attractive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. That goes without (laughs) saying. Of course. (laughs) So his blood type is O. And the best traits of O blood type is um, are ambitious, athletic, robust, and self-confident. And then worst traits are arrogant, insensitive, ruthless, and vain. And type O's can be referred to as warriors and are viewed as natural leaders and are often also natural athletes. They tend to be outgoing, expressive, and passionate, but can also bore others to death with their obsessive drive for success, coupled with their absolute convictions that they are winners. 
Hmm. Yeah. I don't I know that, that I... Yeah. I don't think that he's necessarily, like, outgoing, but no. I do think that he's, like, expressive, and he's definitely passionate, mm-hmm. and he does have, like, this obsessive drive for success, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that just intense drive to succeed. Definitely he has that. For sure. So we don't know much about Yungi's family, which, like we've said on every other, me- uh, <laughs> like we've said on every other episode about a member, we it's a good thing that we don't know much about his family because they deserve their privacy mm-hmm. just because, like, they have a family member who's an idol who we, you know, we respect the idols, so we need to respect their families also. For um, sure. so, but we do know that he has a mother, father, and an older brother. Mm-hmm. So for his education, since he was born in Daegu, that's where he received a lot of his um, primary and secondary education. And then he also went to Global Cyber University um, for broadcasting performing art. So before BTS, (laughs) um, in his like early life, uh, it's it's said that he chose to become a rapper after listening to Fly by Epic High. And he was an underground rapper in a group called D-Town, which I think stands for Daegu Town, um, Mm -hmm. obviously. And then he went during that time is when he went by the stage name of Gloss. And something that he's really known for, and I kind of really got into this, um, (laughs) but something that he's he was known for during that time was a song that he produced and performed titled 518-062. And this song is a commemoration of the Gwangju uprising. So I did like a little mini deep dive into this just because I find historical stuff interesting. Uh Um, So but this was just like this is a very, very brief summary over a very big topic that's much bigger than I'm really going to touch on. But this um, the Gwangju uprising kind of occurred because a democratic movement surged after the assassination of an authoritarian president, Park uh, Chung-hee. And when that president was assassinated, it left a power vacuum. And essentially, there was a coup d'etat from the military. Um, But the military didn't really hold that much power because, like, they didn't know how to rule politically and take care of, like, civil affairs, really. Um, And they ended up just enforcing martial law nationwide And this really led to, like, an uprising of Democratic sympathizers. Um, So I listened to this song yesterday, and it's really, like, about giving a voice, like, for the people or, like, to the people. And it's kind of like a song to commemorate this Guangzhou uprising. Uh Um, And it just, it gave off a very, like, powerful vibe and very... Um, just kind of like emotional and heartfelt and like important to him. Yeah, yeah. And I love that you point this out because this song really is, it's such early Minyungi and he's developed so much since then. But like even Mm -hmm. back then when he was like 15, 16 years old or however old he was when he like wrote this song and produced it, like even then he was talking about serious shit. He just wanted to be heard and to like speak for the people and out towards the people who, you know, were going through these things. And just, oh, I love it so much. Like this is what he, this is what he's about. 
this is what he's about. Yeah. Yeah. And something else that I kind of thought of during this song was that it reminded me of like old Eminem style. Mm-hmm. And I know I don't want to like compare, but like it just kind of like the rap style and the sound of the producing, it just kind of gave off that feeling. But it's also like when Eminem sounds like that, it's like when he's rapping about like his realist shit mm-hmm. and like stuff that matters the most to him. So yeah. um Anyways, just something that I made a connection with. Oh, no, I totally agree. And we know that Eminem is like one of his huge inspirations. So I can see that he like used him as as kind of an inspiration for writing this song. Definitely. So for his childhood and kind of his upbringing, um, he was born in Daegu, South Korea, and he was he comes from a poor family and in his mixtape, Augusti, he talks about how he has to, back then when he was growing up, sometimes he had to juggle between food and transportation costs because he often didn't have enough money to afford both. So he would either have to use the money he had to like get back home and skip a meal or buy food and then like walk home for like an hour. I don't even know how far he had to walk, but like, you know, Damn. he had to choose between the two, which is really hard. Like, when you, whenever you have to like decide between having a meal or not having a meal, like skipping a meal, like that's like really difficult. Um, so when he was kind of going through this money struggles, he would write music and make kind of small CDs and small mixtapes and he would sell them to people. But like I saw somewhere that he would actually like give his music to people and then they like would steal it from him and they wouldn't actually pay him back for it when he like wrote songs for them. And that's just, like, really shitty. Like, I can't imagine how, like, infuriated he would have to be. Like, his hard work, like, being stolen mm-hmm. from him. Um, didn't didn't you say that um, his parents, like, weren't supportive of his music at first? Yeah. So when he was, I guess when he was writing music and he was trying to make profit off of music, his parents didn't really understand it or see it as, like... Um, as a purpose in life, really, like a calling for music. And so they just weren't supportive of his dreams at the beginning there. Um, But eventually he decided to pursue his dreams and he left Daegu um, at a very young age. I think he was 15 and he went into the big city to, to chase his dreams. And like, obviously he's succeeded. Like, yeah, he's really fucking succeeded. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So during the pre-debut time, he trained with Big Hit and he originally signed up um, to be a producer rather than like a performer because he wanted to be successful, but he didn't necessarily want to be famous. Um, And he finally like, I guess, got convinced to sign on as like a performer. Uh, He was told he was told that the... um, like that the group was just going to be just a hip hop group and he didn't, he wasn't going to really have to do like any dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously I don't know like if you know this video, but it's where all of the members like stand up. Like they look like they're on a roof or something and it's like from really early BTS and they stand up and they kind of like confess something to like all of like I mean Hitman Bang is there and like all their producers and even their like choreographer is there and they make these confessions and when Yoongi got up there he like said I have something to say and he's like it's for Bang PD and he's like 
when you told me to join this group, you told me it would be strictly hip hop and there wouldn't be any <laughs> dancing and all this other stuff. But here we are with this intense choreography. Like he just was sassy about it. But it was really funny because like, I mean, they've become successful. But at the time he was like, man, I signed up for this because it was supposed to be just like strictly hip hop. And I think he did kind of struggle with that at the beginning because we've seen them when they like went for interviews um, like at that table for one interview, it was really early on. It was like him and uh, RM sitting there and they were like, can you really call yourself a rapper if you're in a K-pop group kind of thing? And mm-hmm. oh, oh, yeah, that fucking... They really, yeah, they really we struggled. We talked about that during the rap line episode. Yeah. 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 That fucking interview. I mean, it was... Um, I do feel like it, it was kind of like a hard transition for him, but obviously he's done well and mm-hmm. he's like, he's a good dancer also. He's like, really he doesn't good. like to dance. He doesn't like to dance, but he's a good dancer, like really good, like naturally better than like, like Jin who like really, really struggled or like Nam June who really struggled. Mm-hmm. Um, but something yeah. else that happened during pre-debut is that he got hit by a car and he said this during like burn the stage the like on YouTube um he got hit by a car while making deliveries on his bike and while he was a trainee and um his shoulder was like severely injured but he hit it from the company out of fear that they would drop him so yeah. he claimed that he just like fell down the stairs but he did not want to be like I guess he didn't want to be like a liability, didn't want them to think like he would get injured a lot or easily or something. Yeah. So, And I think it is a legitimate fear because the K-pop industry is so intense and so strict. And even just like the smallest injury could make you a liability down the road for like not being able to perform performances or like, you know, just kind of ending a career kind of short. And so they want really healthy, athletic fit and you know capable Mm -hmm. stamina kind of people and so I can see why he hit it and just said that he was sore but I mean getting hit by a car in your shoulder I mean think about how much your shoulder moves I mean coming from an OT perspective here I'm like how on earth did he get hit by a car and like break his shoulder and like just act like he fell down the stairs like he had to have been in so much pain like that had to have been excruciating pain he had to have like at least dislocated it. Yeah. Right? Like I mean, potentially, yeah. I think he like it went he like went under the car. Oh my god. Like from what I've what I've heard. So yeah. And I've dislocated my shoulder three times and like I know that shit is not fun. So I mean, yeah. It just goes to show how strong he is and how strong willed he is and how like driven he is that Damn. he can overcome that immense of pain that would have taken potentially like weeks of rest um but he just like kept on going so strong God, he's so fucking strong yeah yeah Ugh, what an inspiration um really really so he has three main positions in bts so he's the main rapper he's also one of the producers and songwriters one of the main songwriters for bts um so as the main rapper He has, like, a general style that we've already talked about before, so I'll just kind of, like, summarize. Um, He tends to have, like, slurred speech and blend his words together, um, which leads to, like, a really fast, complex flow. Um, 
And he's definitely not afraid to experiment with different rhythms and rhymes or like different things like auto tune. Um, and he also uses like this gasping, like and breath to add effect to his songs. Like at the end of first love where he's just like that. It's all, it seems like that entire final verse, he doesn't breathe at all. Uh And then he just gasps at the end and like, is just like breathing in so deeply and it just gives this effect of like he just laid his heart and soul out there. Yeah, and he went so hard. Yeah. yeah. He also does it in Airplane Part 2. And that, like his verse in Airplane Part 2, it kills me every time I hear it because he does like this real, it's like it's a really short verse too. But when he does the gasp, it's like, <gasps> like it's very prominent. Mm-hmm. And it just adds so much depth and effect to his rap. I mean, I just, ah, I love it so much. I love how he does the the gasping. <laughs> Me too. Um, another thing that he does when he's feeling, like, especially destructive, um, he'll do, like, that little laugh. Like, he does it at the beginning of Augusti, and um, he, d- he just recently did it in Airplane Part 2 in mm-hmm. the Japanese music video. Yeah, yeah. So he's also the you know, one of the main producers for BTS. And so Mm -hmm. his studio that he works in, it's titled Genius Lab. And so that's what he named it. And that's where he produces a lot of BTS music and like his personal music. Um, And kind of like what you said earlier, like for his producing style, like he's not afraid to like mess around with things and try new things like auto-tune and like trap beats. And he, Mm -hmm. he loves to sample different types of songs and use them in just kind of interesting ways. Like, and give it to me, he has some, like, chanting thing in the background. And then also, dang, he uses, like, traditional Chinese music. I lo- And I love that he does that. Like, when he samples something, he always does it in a really clever way. And mm-hmm. um, it, he just puts his own spin on it. Or, like, I mean... When Dang came out, we all thought it was genius, like this traditional style music, like with a trap beat over it. It was like, that's mm-hmm. what makes a song so fucking good. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. His producing style really is so cleverly done. And I wish I knew more about producing and what kind of goes into it. Um, but you can tell that he just loves to play around with it. Like, I kind of thought back to um, Burn the Stage where he, like, just went to this, um, I guess, like, electronic store mm-hmm. or, like, where you would buy, like, musical equipment. Like, there's certainly, like, sh- you can tell he just, like, blows money on this stuff because he's so into it. He and he it. loves trying new things yeah. and experimenting and being up to date on, like, the most recent stuff. And so, yeah, he, definitely his producing is phenomenal. In Burn the Stage, he literally said when he was in that store, he was like, if I lived here, I would just come to this store every day. Like, yeah, I mean, he, yeah. he loves that stuff. Um, yeah, he's very in his element there. Something else that I just want to mention about his producing is that he'll also do remixes of BTS songs um, like the Seesaw and I Need You remix. That was like the most recent one. Um, so uh-huh. it's not really like it's not necessarily him like writing it, but he's remixing songs that he already worked on or like that BTS has already put out and they're always really interesting to listen to. Yeah. I wonder like the conversations that he's had with Steve Aoki and working with Steve Aoki. I can't imagine. (laughs) I can't either. Like, I just think it would be (laughs) 
like being a if you're a producer you know who steve aoki is right and like Mm -hmm, definitely just i bet it's just the fucking coolest thing to be able to work with him Mm -hmm. and to be able like and steve aoki regards them in such high respect so it is just oh he does i mean it's just really cool that they have a relation like a working relationship like that Mm-hmm. damn okay so proud of him um <laughs> i am too so he's also a songwriter for bts like we said and he has produced and written countless of songs um including like tomorrow like and of course autumn leaves is like one of the most prominently known um he also has quite a few like notable solo sugar songs throughout BTS's discography, um, such as Nevermind, which is the intro from um, Most Beautiful Moment in Life Part 1, and also like First Love, which is, of course, in Wings, and then Seesaw in Love Myself Answer. Um, and many of his songs have themes of like personal struggles and he'll talk about and he has been outspoken about his own personal struggles of like depression and stress through his lyrics and also like in interviews um so it's said that like to combat like depression and stuff like that um he does that by composing music by writing lyrics and like he does this he does this every day almost um like unless they're I feel like unless BTS's schedule is super crazy and there's absolutely no time I feel like he is working on his music or writing lyrics or doing something just because like it's like what he does you know like it's his thing yeah definitely yeah so on top of being the main rapper and a producer and songwriter for BTS we have to just mention that he is also a singer he does sing and it's i think it's super pretty when he sings it's very um it's very nice to listen to i mean seesaw amazing yeah really Mm -hmm. and then also he's a terrific dancer he can definitely dance and then he also shows major visuals like at the concert when we were up there we were like holy fuck Uh. like min yoongi (laughs) just min yoongi like (laughs) he really really so he looks like an angel. Like, th- he was, like, the most striking, like, I mean, you think that he's, like, handsome and beautiful, like, in pictures, but, like, honestly, he's the member where, like, pictures don't do him justice. Like, every other... Oh, yeah. I mean, every other member, don't get me wrong, looked fucking unreal and, like, angelic, too, but, like, they looked like my brain could process them as being, like, okay... That's Namjoon, that's Jimin, that's Young. Like, the you know, the they look like everything that I've seen. But Yoongi in real life is like, <laughs> holy shit. Like... Breathtaking. Breath. I mean, it is just crazy. He His features are, like, especially his eyes just seem so much more, like, striking and just... He just has this presence and, like, this aura. It's insane oh god now i just want to talk about his visuals (laughs) forever he's just so fucking striking and handsome and And beautiful and perfect Um, (laughs) and hot everything okay so he also has a solo career on top of bts so we all know augusti uh so augusti is actually sugar spelt backwards 
And then the DT stands for Daegu Town, which is like the D town from his previous underground oh, cool. um, rap group. Yeah. I like felt really stupid that I didn't know that until now. But yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, I didn't know that. So his first mixtape, its title is Augusti, and he dropped that August 16th, 2016, which is kind of exciting because like RM dropped his first mixtape and then Augusti and then J-Hope and now we've gotten Mono and then RM said that Yoongi has songs ready to go. So we might be getting another Augusti mixtape soon. I want it. Like, yes. God. <laughs> yeah. But for this mixtape, I feel like we really should just touch on it a little bit because I think this mixtape was so moving for so many people like it's inspiring on a totally different level like a really it's a heavy level but it's like I'm so glad that he made this mixtape and like he's really blessed so many people and they they feel like they have like been able to overcome so many things by by what he talks about on this album and it's just so important oh for sure so yeah so in this mixtape Yoongi expresses himself transparently he's so transparent with us like he's just real and straightforward and he's like this is what I've been through this is what's happened and this is like how I continue to like move on Mm -hmm. and to keep going and he raps about all like the hardships and challenges he's had to face throughout his life and he discusses like really personal heavy topics such as like the fame induced corruption that kind of goes with the k-pop industry Mm -hmm. Uh, He talks about his history of mental illness, um, his struggle with greed and like his desire to like keep wanting, like keep wanting more, even though he's like already so successful. And then his insecurities with like not growing up with a dream, which goes back to like no more dream too. Like you can see like Mm -hmm. how much impact and like how much say he has in BTS music. I want a big house, big car and big rings, but I don't have any big dreams. Yeah. Fuck. Min Yoongi, just write his name right next to that line. Seriously. But in South Korea, we've talked about this before, but there is like a huge stigma around mental illness and the topic. No, it's like a global problem. Every It's like a problem everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like we know that this isn't just an issue in South Korea. Like it's an issue in the United States to talk about it. Like, I mean, maybe not on, you know, in like the liberal and like, you know progressive areas but like in a lot of the country it is so it's just like you know it's a global issue and stigma around mental illness yeah and so like we know like south korea it's also a global issue like a there's a stigma around talking about it so it's just interesting that yoongi like a well-respected idol he you know he's able to share with us his struggles of like depression and anxiety through his album through his mixtape yeah but i think that he also knows that like being this respected idol that he has this platform to be able to talk about it and to say like hey this is the reality of things and we need to like fucking face it and so for sure yeah and so he took the opportunity to to potentially help make this this movement and change for this stigmatized view of mental illness and so this mixtape really when he discusses this so so raw with us, this discussion of like what he's been through, like his struggles with mental health, but also with 
um, like greed and wanting more, or like not knowing really what he wanted to do in life, but knew that he wanted to succeed. And like, especially in the song, The Last is when he really hits heavy on this, on mm-hmm. these topics. And so this mixtape really gives a lot of people around the world hope and a sense of purpose. And I think it's like safe to say that he's actually saved people with his music. And mm-hmm. I bet. Yeah. But like, you know, it really does give people hope. Like I think, you know, like J Hope's, you know, hope world and stuff, like I mean it gives people hope and happiness in a different yeah. way. This is like giving hope like yeah. to people like, you know, I've been through it, I've been there. And, you know, I just keep going and here I am like this. I mean, he's just so real with everyone. And I think his success makes people have hope that they can succeed, too. And so I I, this is where I I have, like, so much respect for him. I love it so much. Mm -hmm. Yes, because there's like, okay, first of all, it has like this different relation, right, to the people who are listening. They think about it and they connect with it in a completely different way than mm-hmm. Hope World. But like it's still like Hope World still has that healing effect. This album or this mixtape still has that healing effect. And then even just thinking about like mono, like fuck. The rap line like balances each mm-hmm. other so well in the way that they relate to trying to help people. And like, but that's what all of their music is doing. And I feel like it is so true that this album for Yoongi has like saved people Mm -hmm. and has helped people so much. And like, it's also kind of acknowledging that like a lot of those hardships have made him like the strong individual he is today. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that's pretty much just his solo, his solo career so far. We have yet to, to see more of it and I think it's coming soon. So I'm really excited. Yeah. Yeah. So about his personality, um, he is wise, I think, straightforward and introverted. And when he does speak up during interviews, for example, it's always when it's time to like give an opinion about the music or like message or story. So during an interview with Liam McEwan, um, which took place during the Love Yourself Tear promos in America, Yoongi said this. This is, I quote Yoongi right now. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's not just successful artists. I think anyone with influence should be trying to send out a positive message. If more people emit this positive message and positive energy, I think it would be better for the world. So that quote kind of goes along with like what you said earlier about him trying to like spread like hope through like his music and giving people like a sense of purpose through his music and trying to like share a positive message through all of like everything else that you go through. Um, and it just kind of like shows his wisdom. Like, Oh, definitely. Yeah. And like, again, going back to Augusti, like, yeah, like he, for the last, like he really hit on those heavy topics, but he also has music like so far away. Like he really does have like a positive message to send to people around the world and he wants to inspire them. And I, I just love that you quoted him from that, that interview. I love Um, that. I, I do think that he is a very wise person. Um, I think he's also kind of street smart and in the sense of like, 
his upbringing like wasn't the best and he like went through a lot of shit and I think it's just made him wise like Mm -hmm. wiser than his age really but I also kind of see him as this like protector of BTS like Aram is like the leader and stuff but I feel like Min Yoongi will fucking throw hands if anyone tries to mess with any of the members (laughs) but again I think it just plays back on a lot of his own experiences and that he's wow. just he's just gained these incredible life lessons mm-hmm. and he just wants to pass that on to army and to bts and then like just he's so protective i feel over everyone like over army and bts because he doesn't want people to like go through what he went through and he God. wants them to like yes. you know be happy and like like and burn the yes. stage like i really think that he would take on all the struggles and hardships of all the other members if he could. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just how he is. He's so selfless and, like, caring. Fuck. I love, I love that you brought this up, that he's, like, protective. Because something that mm-hmm. I really love about him is, like, how he looks after and, like, takes care of the other members. Um, and he doesn't do it with, like, verbal anything. He'll do it in a physical way, like but without saying anything about it or really drawing attention. Like he just does it because he just does it. Like there's clips of him, like getting a water bottle during a water break on stage or whatever. And another member didn't get it, didn't get one. And he's just kind of like there. And he just, without even looking, he hands it to the other member. And I don't remember who it was, but he just handed it to them without even like without he didn't even, even look at them. them yeah yeah he's, he's just like he's very observant mm-hmm. and he's kind of like a little bit of a wallflower but he's also like active about what he sees oh, yeah. and how he can help but he doesn't like make a big deal out of it like yeah oh, and he doesn't water? want here to. it is like he's like just hands it to him doesn't even look at him but he's like they need it i think there's also recent footage of j hope have you seen it where it's like a recent award show it may have been like the gmas but j-hope just barely looks down at the water and like kind of sticks out his tongue like i'm thirsty mm-hmm. and yugi like snatches that water bottle so fast and just hands it hands it to him like mm-hmm. he's just so observant and wants to make sure that his members are taken care of and yeah like yes. i definitely get protective vibes like like a grandpa like a you know just this like father protective figure kind Love of thing it. yes yeah Um, I also think of him as like a really trustworthy person and because he's not like afraid of being blunt and he tells the truth because he values the truth a lot and he knows Mm -hmm. that the best results will come from just being honest about like opinions and desires. And this is like something I really connect with him on. Like I've been told that I'm too blunt. So like I have definitely dialed it back and toned it back. Um, But I do think that, like, I just really value the truth and really value, like, just being honest about, like, your opinion and what you want because that's – it's just best for everybody to know exactly and to just be on the same page. Yeah. He's he's very direct. Yeah. And I can see how that would be helpful in, like, a group setting, especially, like – I mean, the group of BTS, they know each other so well. They know that he's not trying to, like – be hurtful if he's being direct or being blunt he's just being honest to be helpful and i feel like that's how i feel like that's how he is yeah oh definitely yeah and then i mean we've already kind of said this but like he's 
very selfless and very caring, especially to his members. And I particularly think about the burn the stage where Jungkook got super exhausted while they were in Chile. And Mm -hmm. I did not know this, but Yoongi, he went into the bathroom apparently and like cried because he was so concerned and fearful of Jungkook's well-being. And like that just goes to show just how much he cares and loves the people that are close to him in his life. Mm-hmm. But another like little fun thing about him is even though he is like introverted, and he, he likes his alone time and like maybe he's not always one like he only talks when he needs to. But his he also has these like random bursts of silliness and excitement and we see it quite frequently. But it's just so goofy and it shows this like easy side to him. And like, again, it only comes in spurts. And I think the reason for this is like, he has this kind of natural guard, kind of like, I think he has a little bit of like a, like a guard that he puts up, but you Mm -hmm. can tell that when he's with BTS and when he's with ARMY and like at concert, that's where he feels super comfortable and happy and that he can like show that side of him. And so he'll like, run like I love that like recent footage at like some concert for love yourself where he like I think Young's like in the camera and you see Yoongi like doing his little old man run up towards the camera and he's like <laughs> ah like he's doing his like gummy smile and he's love just being it. so cute and dorky and he'll just do that randomly and it's just the best it is the fucking best um <laughs> this what you're saying kind of goes along with um something that Jordan said. So I asked my husband, Jordan, um, what, if he wanted to say anything about Yoongi, because that's his bias. And, um, sometimes people ask like, what is your husband? Like, how does your significant other feel about like how crazy you are about BTS? And I'm just like very (laughs) lucky to be able to say that like he stands them so much Mm -hmm. and like he's supportive. And sometimes he'll even like, point out Jimin or something to me like I mean I truly lucked out yeah Um, yeah but (laughs) so he like he his like firm bias is Yoongi and he said if I had to say a member of the band who is their own self all the time and always true to who they are it's Suga he doesn't talk much but when he he doesn't talk much but when he does it's words of wisdom and he also said since he's normally reserved when he does get excited or acts out it's the best oh my god i didn't even see that he said the best that's perfect because it is it is i love everything that he said about him you are so lucky that jordan actually stands bts Corey respects BTS. That's all I have to say. <laughs> he'll listen. He'll listen to their music when I want to listen to it, and he'll watch like all their new music videos that come out because he like I'm just dying to talk about it. But like he, it's not really his style of music because like Corey listens to like folk music. Like it's, so, it's just not his style. But he does have a bias. I mean, his is RM. Although I think. He gets he gets wrecked hard his, by Hobie. Yeah, like, his real I bias think, is Hosok. Oh, definitely. <laughs> he loves he will definitely listen to Hope World, like from start to oh, finish yeah. with no problem. Like he really enjoys yeah. listening to it. Um, but yeah. I love that Jordan gave his little 
two cents on how he feels about Yoongi. That's awesome. So we have some fun facts about Yoongi. Um, just some quick little other things that we found about him. Um, so he has a dog named Min Holly. Uh-huh. And the dog is like really fucking cute. He loves Holly. Yeah, he loves Holly. Mm-hmm. Uh, something else that I found that I thought was so cool is that um, he once promised to buy meat for his fans if he ever became successful as a musician. So on his 25th birthday, Yoongi distributed beef to 39 orphanages and like as army, like as the fan base, like. Oh my gosh, you know. he bought them yeah. meat. Wow. Yeah. That is so amazing. I know, I know that, like, he's been doing this for a while where, like, when it's his birthday, he decides to send gifts to ARMY and, like, in celebration of his birthday, which is so awesome. Again, very selfless. And I know that he also, there's, like, a Bantan bomb with him and Jimin where he oh, handwrites yeah. letters to ARMY. And every single letter had a different message on it. Like, can you imagine how much time that took him? And then he also Can sent, you like, imagine a, yeah. getting that fucking letter? Like, I mean, armies, were you out? Like, all those people who got a private letter from him with a, like, individual message and, like, personal, like, little gift. Ugh. Fortunate. <laughs> Very fortunate. Seriously. Um, but another fun fact is that he played a lot of basketball as a trainee, and he's actually kind of good. <laughs> um, <laughs> he Man, can. <laughs> Jimin fucking Yunmin. The best Yunmin moment. Yeah. Um, um there's also that kind of ongoing thing where he can predict the next big award or like next big thing that's gonna happen for BTS. He'll like, he'll like get asked in an interview about like what's next for BTS and everybody will wait for him to talk and he'll just say like the next big thing that they can get that seems like unattainable that we're like no there's no way and then like they'll get it like he was like I want to be at Billboard. I want to perform at Billboard. I want to be at AMAs. I want to perform at AMAs. Yeah. Yeah. The one that we're waiting on now yeah. is Grammys. And yeah. if they can even just go to the Grammys, how fucking cool would that be? I mean, exactly. Or the fact that, like, the Grammys have even acknowledged them. Yeah. I mean, really. That in, that in itself is a huge honor. Because, like, the Grammys are such a big deal here. Big I mean, it's, deal. like, it's a whole new level. It's really just, like, the gold standard of music. And, like, a lot of artists who are very talented and worthy of Grammys, like, don't get them. Ever. So it's, like, if they were even invited to attend the Grammys and, you know, be there or, I mean, it's just, like, an incredible honor, like, beyond belief. It's, like, a whole new level yeah. of success. And remember they had that talk at the Grammy, at the Grammy Museum? Like, that mm-hmm. was a big fucking deal, too. So, I don't know. Just, I mean he's talking about it so we just hope that it's true because how fucking cool would that be for them yeah yeah something else that we have to talk about is his gummy smile which is like mm-hmm. the best thing on the planet like when it's he so smiles precious. really big it's so cute you can see like so much of his gums of like mm-hmm. his upper teeth and um <laughs> I don't know what to call it, but like you can see, it so just is pure happiness. Just oh, it's so cute. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and then lastly, for fun facts, 
we had to point out that he tends to always be the MC for run episodes. And part of us think that it's just he doesn't want to do whatever freaking ridiculous <laughs> thing that they're going to make them do. So he decides to just MC it and like laugh at all of his members trying to do these ridiculous things, <laughs> which just fits his personality so well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And also like during those run episodes, he likes to just be like, I don't know. I think he kind of likes to run the show. Like it might oh, not even yeah. <laughs> like he likes to be in charge and he likes to kind of like enforce the rules and sometimes make them up as they go. It's just it's fun. Mm-hmm. Fun for him, I think. Yeah. He has a very so, dominant personality, I would say. Yeah. So we're going to talk lastly about some of our favorite Yungi moments. So first of all, we can just say like all of his verses in mic drop idol and the airplane part two music videos like wow like i I feel like those moments for him in those three music videos are just fucking iconic especially like mic drop that that verse for him and mic drop and he's got that light blue hair and the freaking and the headbands Yes. Mike, Mike Bungie, bitch. Like, mm-hmm. and he's got like G Cook on both sides of him. Like, fucking powerful ass man. Damn. God damn. Yeah. But also, I just have to add this, even though I've said it a million times on this podcast. One of my favorite rap verses from Yungi is actually his verse in Just One Day. I. God. It's like a slow, you know, it's a slow, cute rap, but it's like his voice is so low and sexy and just. It's music to my ears. I love it so much. Yes, amazing. (laughs) One of my favorites. (laughs) Something else that we have to mention is his fucking viral fan cam of Seesaw, of the the performance from Berlin. Mm -hmm. And at the release of this episode, like if you're listening on Thursday, it's probably at like 24 or 25 million views. That's insane. (laughs) Legitimately, it is still making its rounds. And like two days ago... I checked and it was at like, I don't know, like 20 million. And then like a day and a half later, it was at like 22 million. And so it's probably at like 24 million views at this point. Like it's fucking crazy. He just glows so much in that fan cam though. I mean, like how he leans side to side and that cute little smirk that he has, like he just well, looks so content. <laughs> yeah. Jordan said that he just looks so fucking cool. And oh, he like, does look cool. He's just owning... <laughs> that's another thing about Yoongi. He is just... He's too fucking cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's intimidating, really. God. I, like, a lot of people think that he's, like, this scary member, but, like, I don't think that's, like, really true. He's just, like, intimidating because he's just so cool. And, yeah. Um, another favorite moment for us is his performance of Dang at Festa 2018 because, wow... He looks so fucking good. God damn. So he's got like black bangs down in his face, a white face mask under his chin. It's not like over. It's like tucked under. He has like that traditional hat hanging off his neck, like down on his back. And he looks again too fucking cool. Like ah, he just owns this performance. And you can tell like he produced and wrote this song Mm -hmm. too. So I mean, seeing him perform it was just like God. nothing else I've ever seen. No, it's he amazing. So great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, something else that we should mention is 
<laughs> Yungi with trophies. This is like a recurring thing, so I'm not going to mention like a specific time. But anytime that they like have a comeback and go on those like comeback TV shows and do like all the comeback stages, they'll win like a bunch of trophies. And anytime that they do, there's always these like hilarious like bangtan bombed behind the scenes camera or like fan cams that we see of Yungi just like grabbing the trophies and they're like mm-hmm. he's like this is mine like he will make a beeline for a trophy and he's done this on like big award stages too like he's like i am holding this now um so yeah just like yungi and yeah, trophies he'll just stare at them and admire them like yeah this <laughs> like, is mine fucking like, he just wow loves them. yeah he just yeah <laughs> it's like in yeah. awe <laughs> yeah we also love just there's so many moments where he's just super extra um so there's one part where he's like preparing for Festa 2017 and he's just obnoxiously practicing awake, like n- not even his song, just like it's Jen's song, but he's like acting like he's so into it, but he like also can't hit those high notes, but it's just so funny to watch. He's mm-hmm. just so extra. Well, cause during Festa 2017, he, um, he remember he like sang awake and yeah yeah he's saying awake and mm-hmm. jen did and jen was like playing love. piano yeah 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 <laughs> oh and also um remember that bapse dance practice where he lost the game and then he like had to fill in a dance and he fucking twerked he twerked yeah <laughs> i love you're like do you remember that bapse dance do you do i remember do you that remember Bebse of course dance? you do do you bethany that's it's like, like one of the best <laughs> yeah <laughs> um another thing that he's done is where he I don't even know what this is from or if he's done it multiple times but there's one where he takes like the microphone there's one I'm thinking of in particular where he takes like the microphone from like the MC or like the person they're interviewing and he just screams army and he's like moving the mic like all (laughs) around he's just screaming army it's the best it's amazing (laughs) um I love I love this moment of him being extra is when 3J are like practicing their urban dance routine for Festa and mm-hmm. you see just this wild Min Yoongi appear from behind and he's like dressed in yellow and he looks so cute but he's kind of like outlining his face with his hands like doing like this like box square dance and it's super cute and he's being <laughs> so dorky but the best part of it is is like as he's doing that like n- I think J-Hope, Jimin. no, it's not even, it's just Jimin who notices him Jimin. and starts laughing. God, and this Yungi. is like when, <laughs> Yunmin, Yun sorry, Min. I just can't control. Yeah, so um, he goes in and does that and it's so goofy, but I think the best part of it is, is like, he goes from being a total dork to like super serious, like super fast. He just like drops his face and he's like walks away. Like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Over it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, okay. Something that I love is um, uh, during the behind the scenes for the dope music video, um, <laughs> there's like a few different shots of him. One where he's like smiling really big at the camera, like, and it's right at the beginning of the song playing and his smile gets like way bigger and his eyes get bigger and he like shakes his head to like the drum sounds and it's just <laughs> really it's like really cute like obnoxiously uh-huh. just like big smile um and then another part is when it's during namjoon's rap 
and oh, all of BTS is like I love this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're dope. And like all of BTS are lined up in a straight line and Yoongi is in the back of the line and he's like standing completely still while mouthing the <laughs> lyrics in this like hilarious over exaggerated manner. Uh-huh. And he just stops immediately when they cut the song and like the timing is just perfect and really funny. And he's kind of like mean mugging the camera i don't know if that's just like a st louis slang term or not but like he's looking at the camera in kind of like a growly face Mm -hmm. and he's making direct eye contact also it's just hilarious it's It's so funny funny. and cute like Mm -hmm. love it so some other like kind of funny cute moments is i think it was during the billboard interview with that like one chick and she asks, like, what their pickup lines are. And Yoongi says, <laughs> you know BTS? And, like, that was the best. Like, Namjoon fucking lost it when Yoongi he said that. He walked away. And, of course, <laughs> Yoongi's just standing there like, yep. Like, yep, yep I just that's said my that. pickup line. <laughs> Legend. Yes. <laughs> Panties are dropping. Mm-hmm. God. <laughs> Another kind of famous line from him is from Augusti, his mixtape, where he says... He's got, like, tongue technology. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he also, in, like, one of his recent V-Lives, so that he can make, like, your girls scream louder. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yay. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying is, like, sometimes he comes off so cocky, but it's, like, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Like, and I, I'm one of those people, like, I find cockiness so unattractive, but, like, when he does it, it's, like, he's not even being cocky because cockiness comes from a place of, like, it's clearly not true. Like, you're talking yourself up because, like, you have to, but he does not say these things baselessly. Like, he does not say them without having something to back it up. So, it's just, like, damn. Yeah. (laughs) Um, something that I think is like cute about him is pretty much any time that he runs, like he just is so cute when he runs around, like he runs like a little grandpa. He looks stiff. Like he looks so stiff. (laughs) Yes. This is cute. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, he can also be really savage. Like he's known for his savage remarks and things that he does. So one of the things that was pretty savage was when Young was taking the opportunity to finally rap because he loves the ciphers. And so he was rapping a verse in cipher and like everyone's laughing and you know, they're like, wow, Taeyong. Okay. But Yoongi is just standing there like his arms (laughs) crossed, like, no, this is fucking awful. And then he just like cuts him (laughs) off. Like he just ends Taeyong. Like he just completely stops him and like interrupts him. And he's like, no. And then he raps and Taeyong, Taeyong's face is like, (gasps) Like, he just looks so appalled, but there's nothing he can do about it. <laughs> God, I love it. Because he's just like, you're not, you're not ruining my verse. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so something that I love of when he was a savage was during this, like, skit and... Yoongi dressed up like a girl, like, like a school girl, like skirt, tights, and like 
a black like shoulder length hair like wig which looked amazing on him it did um <laughs> and so uh, all the members like yungi didn't know what the skit was like gonna be about but all the members kind of like it showed like behind the scenes of them like sitting around like plotting what they were gonna do how they were gonna act out mm-hmm. um so basically they were all trying to like win him over yeah, and like, impress him impress him yeah and he, so he did not know any of what was going to happen but he just like swatted and totally like denied all of their shit and it was hilarious he even like poured no he didn't pour water on j-hope but like he watched j-hope just pour water on himself yeah and was like go the fuck away i like, also love like when jungkook comes up to him and he's like offering him things that's what that's like what <laughs> jungkook does and he says uh-huh. i want your shirt like he straight up says like to take off his shirt and jungkook like looks down at his shirt and like he's like kind of fumbles with his buttons a little bit and he's like um and then he decides to take off his shoes and give him his shoes <laughs> like instead. what the fuck and then yungi just fucking <laughs> swipes them off the table like no i don't want these <laughs> uh damn um i have to talk about this part it's actually this next part i just love this moment so much um so this happened this is also kind of like a savage moment um at a fan sign during spring day, like not today era. And I know this because of like their hair. That's how I'm dating it. Um, but let me just preface this story by saying that there are different kinds of Pokeballs in Pokemon. This will, <laughs> this will make sense in a minute. Um, okay. There's, there's regular ones, like just the right, the, <laughs> just the white and red ones. And then there's like master ones, ultra and premium, which you might use to capture like more difficult to capture Pokemon. Um, mm-hmm. So at this fan sign, cute pink haired Jimin is walking around and he's throwing this big, like, I mean, it's almost like beach ball sized, like, it's bigger than a volleyball, like soccer ball size, bigger than basketball, but it's like a stuffed white and red regular Pokeball. And he's mm-hmm. like throwing it at the members. And so Yungi is like watching this happen. And this is like kind of off screen. Like this is like a fan cam of Yungi. So he's like, he says, wow, you're really good at catching Pokemon. Seriously. And so then Jimin, who's like approaching from the right side and Yungi's standing or sitting there holding the microphone in his right hand, um, Jimin threw the ball at Yungi and like in an instant, like so fucking quick, he switched his microphone from his right hand to his left hand. And then with his right hand, he like just reached back and swatted that fucking pokeball away wow. and he like has such fast reflexes i mean like he did it so quickly and yeah. like i i rewatched it a few times with jordan and that was what he said really stood out was like how quick he just like swatted that shit away like uh-huh. and then okay this is the best part then he said bring a master ball next time like oh my god fucking <laughs> like a legend shit and Aww. then like then hosok like echoed him and said yeah bring a master ball yungi cannot be captured with this type of pokeball <laughs> like I just, I just love it so fucking much. Yeah, it's so playful and cute God. for all of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> love it. 
Another moment that's like really funny for him that's almost kind of savage too is when he, it's during uh, some summer package. I don't know where they are, but it's like a tropical area. And he's with J-Hope and they're trying to decide if this like camera is waterproof. And he's like, is this waterproof? Let's find out. And he just chucks the thing in the pool. He doesn't give a shit. Like even if it wasn't (laughs) waterproof, he's like, oh, well, fuck, I just messed it up or broke it, but whatever. (laughs) <laughs> but it was. It was waterproof. It was okay. But yeah, it was I love okay. That. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So to end kind of talking about like his moments and like, I don't know, to kind of wrap this episode up, just to like talk about Yoongi. Um, this last moment I want to talk about is from Run Episode 56, which is when BTS like wrote poems and said them together at like the end of the run season. This was like out in like a bonfire there. It's like nighttime. They're sitting in chairs. You remember this episode? Mm-hmm, yeah. So I like always like his poem that he wrote that Yungi wrote has always kind of stuck with me. So I'm just going to kind of like read it because I think that it really wraps up and, and sums up really well, kind of like how he approaches like making music and just like give some insight to how amazing he is. So it's called what a relief. And it's, this is of course a translation. Um, so it says already five years since debut, simply youth with many dreams. We who had nothing now have much, but we who only dreamed now have become someone's dream. Mm. Life is a repetition of choices and regrets. I too am scared and we too are scared. Though we dreamt of a high sky, it is high here and cold and so hard to breathe. It is true that the more light that burns upon us, the more shadows appear. What a relief that we are seven. What a relief that we are together. Oh, like I had to end it with the one that would like make us cry, but yeah. like, like he's so <sighs> grateful that they're in it together. That you know, that they're all scared, but at least they have each other. So what a relief! Yeah, what a relief that they. And that's something that's quoted a lot from him. What a relief that we are seven. What a relief that we are together. I feel like I see this pop up at least like once a month on a like on a in a tweet or something. Um, But yeah, I just feel like that really speaks to the type of like he's we've talked about so much that he's a caring person and like really kind and compassionate and protective over his members. Um, But he also definitely like notices and really feels like, I don't know, he says it's cold and so hard to breathe. And like he feels like the shadows and stuff like that. And he reflects that in his music and yeah. I don't yeah. know. Oh, I love, I love that we ended it with that. Yeah. I'm so happy that we finally got to do Yoongi's episode because he Me really too. is just such a crucial member to BTS. And like a lot of what BTS stands for is like a lot of his beliefs and, and what he wanted to do with his musical career. And I'm so happy that he's getting to, um, express himself and to write music and produce music how he's wanted to and uh, he's just amazing just an incredible human being and we're so grateful to have him and to be able to 
to see him and hang out with him all the freaking time. Like, he's just the best. Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't think I could have said it any better. You just wrapped it up perfectly. So with that, I just want to thank you guys for listening again and for being here with us today. Um, Let us know. We want to know what you think and feel about Min Yoongi. Are there any moments that we miss that are incredibly important to you that you want to tell us about? Like, talk to us about what you think. You can do that by emailing us, talking with us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, like whatever. We're on all the platforms. And don't forget that you can also support us on Patreon or PayPal if that's your thing. Um, You can also support us by writing reviews on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And of course, you can find links for all of like the social media ways to contact us and for like the donation links in the description. In the description. Thanks for listening and thanks for standing BTS.